You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. This is not going to be your typical episode. Uh, I have been on hiatus for a little while. Uh, My family, my whole family moved from uh, Georgia up to Pennsylvania. It was a whole thing, very long, very tedious. Um, A lot of money spent, a lot of of money. Luckily, I was able to not get caught by the cops because, I mean, technically I was an illegal immigrant in Georgia in a sense since, you know, I never got my license plate renewed while I was there for a year and a half. So I had, my license plates were from Alabama from 2017. So, um, but yeah, we got lucky, did not have any issues with that. Uh, but, you know, we've had a lot go on over the last couple of weeks. Um, moving in has been fun. Uh, we live in this this old house that I swear to God I've seen in a horror movie, um, which gives it a lot of character. It also gives it a lot of fear factor when, um, because our typically in every house that we've lived in, uh, the bathroom... Uh, was directly connected uh, to the bedroom. So if you had to go to the bathroom, you just went to the bathroom. Not in this house. No, it's on the other side of the house. So you get to walk across creaky, creepy floors in the dark to the other side of the house to go pee in the middle of the night. Um, you get used to that kind of thing pretty quickly. But the first couple of nights, you have that, you hear the creaking, and somehow you're walking on the, the floor, and, you know, the the sound, the creaks go upstairs somehow. So it sounds like not only you're walking, but someone else is upstairs walking around, and it's it's not you, obviously. It's not your wife, because she's asleep. None of the kids are awake. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's been... It's been interesting, um, but I decided uh, we're going to be coming back from our hiatus, and we're going to try something a little bit different. We've had some criticism, um, constructive criticism, if you want to call it that, that um, our work came across as scripted. Do you know why that is? Because we scripted it. Uh, when we started this project, I was working under the assumption and uh, towards the goal of making a sort of um, late night type show. Think um, The Daily Show or, uh, you know, a less gay John Oliver. Is that his name? John Edward? Some, uh, he's, he's English. Um but yeah, it was the, that, that was the idea, was, you know, we were going to put some research in, we were going to look it over, we were going to write it out. I mean, me and Phil um, spent a lot of time actually looking into the things that we were going to talk about and uh, looking into 
what we thought, we argued, we came to conclusions, we left parts in where we argued and where we disagreed, and you know when we came to a consensus, we we um, shared that with you guys, unless we couldn't. Uh, but not everyone likes the scripted thing, so you know what? If you want me to work less, by all means. So I think what's going to happen is when we come back officially, we're going to still talk about the news. We're going to still make jokes and uh, banter and do all of the things that uh, you do tolerate us for. Um, but we're going to go rogue. We're not going to write it out. We'll, we'll do some research. We'll probably chat in advance. But we're going to go... We're going to go natural. Oh, natural. Uh, so, look forward to that, if that's something you look forward to. If you liked our previous uh, format, after we give this a shot a week or two in a row, you know, let us know. We want to please. Um, but yeah, I thought what I would do, since we've been gone for three or so weeks, um, by the way, if you hear sirens or anything like that, I now live in a city. A northern city. So, I mean, above the Mason-Dixon line, what is happening? But apparently what happens is when there are a lot of people in any given place, there's like a lot more crime and a lot more people that get hurt. I mean, since we've been here, at least twice that we know of since school has started, there have been two full-on teenager fights in the streets with police coming to break them up. Not what I'm used to, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, so if you hear sirens, if you hear loud cars, you know, at this point, you're just going to have to deal with it. I don't live in the sticks anymore, and I can't control it that well. Um, but yeah, so we're going to come in, we're going to talk, we're going to chat about the issues, we're going to chat about things that we care about, about stories that piss us off, that that make us angry, that whatever. But we're going to have fun. So we're going to do a couple episodes like that. We might continue. We might go back to our old way. But I want to hear your thoughts. So, you know, don't hold back. Send me a tweet. I'll tweet back. I'll probably be a dick to you. But do it. Um, beyond that, I, I, I thought I'd come back. I'd do a little solo, quick, little thing that I could send out. Let you know I'm still alive. Phil's still alive somewhere. I think he's been taken hostage by the state again. I'm not really sure, um, but maybe I'll find out. So, I wanted to talk to you about something that, oh, really pissed me off yesterday. So, during the time that I've been gone, um, really within two days, um, so my dad, uh, he's been in a nursing home. He had a couple strokes a couple years ago that we didn't know about. Turns out he had dementia. Uh, we just weren't capable of taking care of him the way that we wanted to, so he had to, to go to a long-term rehab facility where they'd help him make sure he ate what he could because he had trouble swallowing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so he was in that place, and uh, my dad has never been a guy. I mean, he loves the state or loved the state, unfortunately, um, but he, he, he had this thing about needing to be free, and so, I mean, I think it had a lot to do with motorcycle culture and him being hugely into writing Harley Davidsons, which, you know, I, I inherited that, um, but 
uh, he decided he was actually in two different homes. The first home, they finally decided to send him to a new one because he kept trying to escape. He would just run out into the road and just go. Um, and so they'd have to catch him and bring him back. So they were like, you know, we're going to put him in a secure facility where he'll be safe and he'll be okay. All right, sure. And it was actually closer to my childhood home. It'd be more of a normal place that he knew where he was. Cool, let's do that. I will sort of know where he was because, you know, dementia. Um, but the other day, um, actually, yeah, two days ago, he, the, the hospital called me and, um, he said, uh, the, the, the nurse calls and she says, Hey, uh, your dad escaped. Actually, this was last week. Um, got a call from the home. I don't think the home ever told us anything. It was the hospital. They said, Hey, your dad's here at the hospital. Um, he has broken his hip and we're going to do a, a hip replacement. I said, I mean, okay, uh, how did he break his hip? Well, the old the old bastard decided he was going to escape again. Uh, I'm not sure of the specifics of what happened. I don't know if someone had to tackle him or if he just fell. But he fell, he broke his hip, and he needed to get a half hip replacement. They were replacing the ball in his hip. Okay, fine. Um, go ahead and do that. That's That's fine, you know. The man needs a hip if he's going to try to escape again. Um, so he goes into surgery. Um, some friends uh, from the church that I grew up in went down uh, to the hospital before he had his surgery and after just to kind of make sure he was okay, make sure things were going all right. Um, and right after he had the surgery the the doctor said hey everything is is going well he should recover in a few days he should be back in the uh, the rehab facility um, probably tomorrow uh, things that everything went well but then I didn't hear anything for about two days or so and uh, the guy from church that had gone over and visited him was going out of town, and he was asking, you know, is he going back to the home? Is he still in the hospital? What's going on? And so um, I decided that I was going to call the hospital, and this was uh, Monday, uh, two days ago. And so right before I went to call the hospital, I got a call from the hospital. Uh, and the nurse was like, she told me, so essentially... As he was recovering, he wasn't uh, he wasn't very responsive verbally, and then he had a respiratory issue, um, and they had to intubate him. And uh, do we want a DNR? I've heard horror stories of people, especially older people who have had some of the issues my dad has had, who get resuscitated, and you know, with the dementia and all that. Air, oxygen not being in the brain can just make it worse. Chest compressions, you can get broken ribs from that. And so I called my siblings and we talked out what we were going to do, what we needed to do, etc. Um, called them back and said, yeah, you know, if, his, if something happens, uh, we don't want him to be in pain and to have brain damage that'll just make his life more miserable than it is right now. Um, we'll just go ahead and do that. Uh, next day, 
at about 10.30, I guess, uh, yesterday. Um, got a call from the nurse. I missed it. I was, uh, I was actually editing a um, Thank You for Your Servers episode. And uh, I was just kind of working on that. I've got it so that, you know, numbers I don't know don't come through on my phone, you know. So I didn't see it. And then I eventually called him back. And uh, they let me know that my dad had passed away at uh, 9.55 that morning. It's very sad. Um, right now, you know, there's that emotional highs and lows that you go through when something like that happens. Um, but here's, here's what pissed me off. Um, my dad wants to be cremated. He doesn't want to be buried. He doesn't want any of that. Uh, he wants, uh, what was it? He wants to be cremated and then he wants me to take his ashes and, uh, ride my motorcycle and uh, let him out near his favorite beach in Florida. So, you know, that's the plan. Talking to my siblings, uh, they really wanted to see um, his body for closure. Um, I don't really want to do that. Uh, just personal preference. My wife, her mother passed away, gosh, uh, two years ago. And she said that was one of the worst things she did was viewing the body, but, um, sorry for the sad episode, I'm gonna get to the pissed off part in a second, though, but I didn't want to see the body, so dad's in a morgue, he's refrigerated, and, you know, he has a couple of days in that refrigerator in the cold where he won't deteriorate, they'll be able to go in and look at the body, and, um, you know, say their goodbyes, essentially, um, and uh, so I get a call from the hospital again, and they were like, hey, uh, so uh, we want your dad's eyes. I'm sorry, that's so creepy to me. Dad was a, an organ donor. I'm not really into it. You know, I'll talk to my siblings and let them know. Um, and they, he, she said, um, in order for us to get those from him and to uh, honor his wishes, we need to do it before he's embalmed. I was like, let me talk to my siblings. So I call up my siblings, and I, uh, my older brother, my little sister, and I say, um, they are talking about embalming him. Do you know why? And this is the part that pisses me off. Um, so they want to see the body, which is fine. I understand it. They can do that. Uh, as it turns out, the state of Alabama has a law that says that in order for family to view the body, the body has to be embalmed within 24 hours of the death. So my brother and sister who wanted to see this body are throwing down $500 to an embalmer to have the body embalmed and pumped full of chemicals that are unnecessary since he's being refrigerated and will just be burned up when he's cremated, it helps nothing. It's a an ancient thing that people did. It, it started with Abraham Lincoln because they wanted to parade that bastard around the whole United States and show the president that died for us, that died for our freedom. Great, wonderful. But that became a fad. It's a stupid fad. It's an unnecessary fad with the refrigeration that we have right now, not needed. 
It's stupid. But the state, the state decided that what they wanted was to line the pockets of the embalmers. They wanted to have their crony capitalism. They decided that in order for my siblings, who have every right to look at my dad's body, can't do that unless they pay a fee to some man who struck a deal in Montgomery, Alabama to get his way so that his business didn't go bankrupt. That's screwed up. This is just another example of the state feeling like they own your body and my body, my dad's body. They think that because you died in the square mileage of Alabama or Pennsylvania or Texas or wherever you are, that they can make the decision that your body, your dead body, that belongs to you and then your family can't be looked at until it's been embalmed, until an unnecessary procedure that will not last and will not matter is done. I was talking to a guy in uh, the Make Liberty Great Again group, and he, uh, I told this story there, and uh, he was saying, you know, this is the, the bad thing about death, because death is such a moneymaker for the state, because the grieving people, most of them aren't like me or like him or like you guys. They don't see this stuff and see what's going on. They just see, my dad died. I want to see him one more time. If I have to pay $500, I'll pay it. They take advantage of that. They take advantage of you. They're taking advantage of my brother and sister. It's what they do. They think they own your body, and they will flex that belief even after you're dead. It's disgusting. It's sick, and it makes me angry. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. Send me a tweet. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, send me an email if you want. I don't care. Uh, me and Phil will be back very soon. Um, I also have some other projects that I'm working on that I'm really excited to announce. Uh, there are two primary ones that I'm, I'm focusing on. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to let you guys know about that. I will be back soon, and I will have a much more handsome man with me. Keep it sane, man. Keep it free. Fight the state. Get pissed off. Let them know what you think when they, they tell you they don't... When they tell you that they own you. When they tell you that your body doesn't belong to you. When they tell you that you can't make money to cover the cost of your funeral by selling your organs. You know how I feel about this stuff. Either way, have a great day, a great night, a great morning, whatever you're doing right now. Have a great time at it. We will see you soon. Yeah.